0: This is a head Gum podcast.
1: Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new Lucy Hale series, Life Sentence. Watch it Wednesdays at nine eight Central only on the CW. You, Dre, yo, yo, they wanna know, hey, hey, yeah.
2: hey. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. The same. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I'm recording from a rental car.
1: <laughs> Things have gotten dire. Bobby moved into a rental car.
2: <laughs> Things have gotten out of hand, you guys. I'm literally in a rental car <laughs> in my sister and brother-in-law's driveway in Austin, Texas. I've been eating... Taco Deli every day, Ugh. which is my favorite taco place. You will notice that people who go to Austin for South by Southwest and similar things go to Torchies, which is very them Taco Deli is who we are. Did you take and me better. to
1: this place? is where we ate case. I took you to Taco so... Deli because I was
2: like, everyone says Torchies is good, but Torchies sucks. You got to go to Taco Deli. <laughs> Fuck Torchies. Anyway, that's all we've at the beginning.
1: about somebody driving by your car now and like seeing you just like sprawl.
2: I sent. I sent Lindsay a photo of it, like the Who sticker forward, like truly deranged scene inside this this rental. If you
1: weren't sure that this was like a job to us now in terms of like really having the dedication to get this to you, then now you are fully aware because uh, Bobby in a rental car. I'm just
2: nervous that they're watching me through the window, like looking how... I hope, they nuts, I, look. I
1: hope they are. I hope they are. We should get
2: started, though. We should get going. So much. What's really funny is that we almost recorded on Monday because I was like, I don't know, like, it might be easier for me if we record on Monday. It didn't work out. It's no big deal. But it's so good. good that we didn't, because so much else has happened. I
1: know it's you know the day that the the day that the last episode was released, the marriage came out, which we'll talk about, and we were like, oh my god. Oh. And then you know <laughs> yesterday, like or the day before Aubrey O'Day, like it's just like one thing after another, and it just feels like we are not a twenty four hour news site, but we 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 are certainly we certainly have enough.
2: We definitely cannot. It is, it is not smart to record an episode of Who Weekly more than 48 hours before the episode drops. Know. You know? It's so true. Because the moment, if you record 72 hours, you miss something huge. Oh. That's just what we've learned. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: So let's get into it. We have a few fun comments and then some questions.
3: Hi, it's Lexi. Uh, I'm
0: driving to work right now and I'm listening to this week's episode about Jerry O'Connell. And I haven't even started the part where you're talking about him yet and i just have to tell you that a few months ago i was flying to la at a like a 6 a.m flight and jerry o'connell was in my gate eating a bowl of clam chowder at like 5 30 in the morning that's all okay bye i
2: i didn't i didn't listen to this call first Lindsay did (laughs) and she was like going through calls and i get a text that's all caps and it's like We have a call about Jerry O'Connell eating clam chowder at an airport at 5.30 a.m. And I sort of thought you were just sending me the text not planning on actually talking about it, but I'm glad it's here.
1: Wait, why would I not play a call so
2: perfect? I thought you'd be like, oh, we don't need to play this. Like, it's not interesting, but it actually is very interesting.
1: It's fascinating. Jerry O'Connell caught eating a bowl of clam chowder at the airport at 5.30 in the morning. Nothing else needed. No context needed.
2: We don't know if it's New England or Manhattan.
1: He's a Manhattan oh, boy. He
2: grew up in He grew up in Manhattan, yeah, but so that it doesn't, might not Manhattan. Yeah,
1: but most clam chowder served is New England.
2: Is New England. So Manhattan clam chowder is so gross.
1: New England clam chowder at 5 30 in the AM is so gross. It's literally heavy cream.
2: Was I with you when I got the clam chowder as uh, it was at some diner and it was very, very yes, early. You and got it was the clam it was super hot. Yes. It was like a hundred degrees out. Yes. And I didn't realize my sandwich came with a soup. And you were she was so like, what do you want?
1: delighted by the fact that you could get clam chowder that you got clam chowder.
2: I was like, what's the soup of the day? And she was like, New England clam chowder. And I, it was like 9 a.m. and it was 100 degrees outside. And I was like, whatever, it comes with it. I should get it. And you were like, that's disgusting. <laughs> and it came and I thought I would have one bite. And then I finished the whole bowl. It was so good. I, I was mean... sweating. I mean... What I'm saying is I understand. I can relate to Jerry O'Connell here. Think, clam chowder is I think clam chowder is an just, anytime meal.
1: There's three issues here. One is clam chowder, two is 5:30 <laughs> in the morning, three is the airport. So like just all of those things together is like a no-no. Like I love airport clam chowder. Clam chowder
2: is maybe questionable. at the
1: airport is fine sometimes. 5:30 in, in the a.m. sometimes you got to eat, but all those things together is the main kind of issue also, that we have.
2: Also wait, here. it was at LAX not JFK, so it wasn't even clam chowder that he bought in New York. It he was, bought the clam chowder in It was in LA California. clam chowder. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I went from sympathizing with them to saying, Hell no.
1: So Jerry's off Wendy. Wendy's back. She's done a ton of press and she's back in action. So um salute to you, Jerry.
2: I'm sorry. This is a very um Kirby and enthusiasm-y, like Larry Davidian um moment where you could you could develop a storyline for an episode of something where it's like two people are in the running for becoming Kelly Ripa's co-host. One of them is Ryan Seacrest, and one of them is Jerry O'Connell, and Larry David is in charge of deciding who, and Larry oh, David really likes Jerry O'Connell, Connelly, but he sees him at LAX trotter. eating clam chowder, and he's like, I don't trust this guy. And they're like, why not? And he's like, well, he was eating clam chowder at 5.30 a.m. at LAX, and I don't trust But him. then
1: something happens at the end where Jerry... Like fucks over Larry, you know, like yes, like yes. Jerry, ends up like he, something happens where like Jerry's like Larry, you should've let me host it, and it's like.
2: <laughs> or he ends up on a plane, and they're like, Would you like a bowl of like he gets clam chowder. Oh yeah, they the he gets he's like I guess I'll eat it. He whatever. gets on the
1: plane and he's in first class. They're like, Oh sorry, all we have is clam chowder, and it's like. <laughs>
2: Yes. Um, so anyway, we just wrote a bad episode <laughs> of Curber Enthusiasm. Next call.
0: Lindsay, Bobby, I was out at karaoke in Philadelphia, and what came on the screen when someone decided to play uh, what's the song? Um, I have, wait, I have nothing. Okay, so someone picked I have nothing, strong choice, first of all. And then who comes on the screen for the video with the karaoke but Jesse J singing it live at that Singer 2018 show in China, and nobody in the room knew what to do or who it was, and I got to be super smug and say, well, actually, guys, this is Jessie J, and she's actually doing really good on this show, and she has a great chance of winning. Anyway, I thought you guys would like that, but that is the Hui video for I Have Nothing. I'm not sure if they used her version or the Whitney version for the music, but um, I'll try to send you a picture on Instagram because it was hilarious.
1: Hi. My favorite thing about a call like this is that in your mind, you're being smug, but in everyone else's world, you're like coming off insane. Do you, <laughs> I hope you
2: realize that. Like, what is she talking everyone's
1: about? Everyone's like, about? what is this funny video of, of this woman in China? And you're like, mm, actually, it's Jessie J. She's on a Chinese reality show and <laughs> she's doing quite well. And then everyone's like, in your mind, you see everyone being like, yeah, amazing. You're a genius. But in real life, they're all like, Bye. <laughs>
2: And we want to say, we know this from experience, because 90% of our lives is saying, well, actually, Jessie J is doing very well on a Chinese reality show called The Singer. She's probably going to take it home, and now she's a superstar in China.
1: Honestly, the, like, the actually is a disease when you're actualing stuff that you actually shouldn't know. You know, like... Yes. If you know the re- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like it's one worthless
2: th- <laughs> trivia should not be actually like
1: it's one thing to actually people with real knowledge or information but when you're out there actualing people about Jesse J like that's a disease and you <laughs> come off looking really crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, like, just don't say anything because I, I, like, in my mind, I go through the steps of tr- of actualing something that I know takes me down a path that, like, no one wants, you know? You have to look you around yourself,
2: the table. Yeah, you picture yourself and, like, imagine how you will feel after doing that. Yeah. Like, you'll feel humiliated.
1: Or, yeah, or you just, like, dig yourself deeper into a hole that's just not somewhere you need to be, which is, like, when you're the person at karaoke explaining who Jesse J is and it's, like, three in the morning.
2: <laughs> um, I will say, cosign on... Someone doing "I Have Nothing" at karaoke—that is really bold.
1: Did you see that Jesse J sang the Titanic song last week? Did you get a look at that?
2: Wait, my heart will go on. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet. No, I didn't see oh that. Oh my god, you're gonna have you watched it? You're gonna cry. I saw. A little, is she amazing? She's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> next call
3: hi who weekly long time or first time caller medium to long time listener um so i know that you guys have already talked about logic and you know his wife they split up whatever so both them now finally like released like notes app um like on their instagrams both just saying you know blah blah, blah like we're still friends don't believe like the like the rumors and the clickbait um you know, like no anger, no animosity, whatever, but something I just noticed was that his logic or you know Sir Robert Bryson tyson uh wall hall the second um he uh, his estranged wife, jess andrea the on her post of it on Instagram. Olivia Munn commented, and she was like, oh, I love you, BB. And first of all, I just thought it was weird because I was, like, wondering if they're actually friends or if it's just this, like, fake social media thing. But then I just thought, like, if they are friends, like, why does – why are all of Olivia Munn's friends getting divorces? Like, that must be so awkward for her. And then she's always linked to them. So, like, I just wanted to put it on record that if – uh. Logic and Olivia Munn are rumored to be dating in a couple weeks. That I called it first right here on this podcast. Um, yeah, I just thought that was weird. Do you think they're actually friends? I don't know. I was just wondering. Uh, yeah, so good form, Bellthorn.
2: There are a few questions here. Uh, let's just go through them at random. One of them, do we think that they're actually friends? I think so. I think Olivia Munn is actually friends with a lot of people. That doesn't change the fact that she loves to humble brag, but like, she has always come across to me as a a cool Hollywood person. I guess, um, but this is just like,
1: why are you like, what's, why
2: is she- (laughs) She's also thirsty. She's also thirsty. This is like the most- She can be all these things at once. I know, I just- I don't know that, I don't know that this is all contra- like, I don't know that all this information contradicts itself, you know? Like, I think these are just a lot of different characteristics of a very complex person we have here.
1: We already kind of like covered this, meaning we mentioned it once and we'll never mention it again. It is suspect that Olivia Munn is just, why does her name always come up?
2: It's like, I think, I feel like Olivia Munn is the Josh Gad of breakups, where it's like, if Josh Gad is constantly mourning dead people, Olivia Munn is just constantly mourning like the, the loss of love. You know, that's her, that's her social media tick. That's her, it's her social media compulsion.
1: Yeah, she has like a, she has like a Google alert and she just like heads over to that person's like whatever <laughs> and is like, sorry girl. Or she like texts, them like, sorry to hear about it, like. Like maybe
2: she met Logic and what's her name once, and and feels a kinship with them. I don't know. Also, we've talked about this before. Celebrities comment just to appear in other people's feeds. You I know. know, like she did it so that other people can see it. Like she would have commented, "Love you, BB." If he was like, "Oh, I went to uh, sixteen handles, and they were out of my favorite flavor. I'm pretty bummed about it." And she was like, oh, BB, hope you get Fruity Pebbles next time." <laughs> she commented, "I love this place." <laughs> But I think I will say my gut tells me that they are real friends. She's cool. She's just cool. Yeah, but just
1: because she's She's cool doesn't mean she's friends with all these random people. Like, why is she? Like, it's just whether or not she's friends with whoever, it's just like funny that now the last three breakups that we've had, Olivia Munn has not only been like accused of whatever but also then like goes overboard to like to get at to to show that she's not or something it's just like it's very oh yeah
2: but i don't think those are mutually exclusive i think she could be friends with them and also like extra take it on overdrive she could be super extra yeah where she's just like um because it's exactly like we were it was it was like you were saying what did you call it the um what phenomenon you renamed the Barber's Rise oh you mean the Terry Hatcher effect the Terry Hatcher it's the Terry Hatcher effect she knows that she can comment on this and then like make headlines for something that no one was talking about it's the Camila
1: Cabello like Taylor Swift didn't yes yes Mm. they're
2: all taking a page in the same playbook so whatever who's your favorite living musician Brad Paisley who's your favorite non-living musician Tupac if your life was a song what would the title be (laughs) somehow she's still going
0: Hi, Weekly. So I'm at the airport in front of a duty free and there's a big display for Omega watches and it just says it was Eddie Redmayne's choice. Like, does anyone buy any watches because of Eddie Redmayne? And especially at a duty free, like, are there like bougie Chinese people just like, oh, I know this random white man i'm gonna buy his shit i mean i say this as like a chinese person who's bought things at duty free but like yeah well is he even a, is he even a them does fantastic beasts make him a them do people know who he is at all i mean i feel like they don't but maybe i'm just like out of touch with the beating heart of middle america or whatever i mean he's like on a yacht in these photos, and like gazing off into the distance. I guess like, I don't know, I just kind of feel like this is the wrong tack from Omega. And I don't even really think Eddie Redmayne is a dumb, sorry. Like, I think Fantastic Beasts was a super hooey movie. And it makes me sad that this is what Harry Potter is now, but you know what? We'll be okay. And like, and I'm sure DFS will be okay too, considering how big of a killing they made over um, over the Lunar New Year weeks. Anyway, uh, good for them, Um I seriously hope Tessa Thompson and Janelle Monae are real things.
1: Bye. Wow. What a
2: journey. this really went places. I don't even know where we are now. Where did we start? It's like, it's like suddenly suddenly I was used, I was following my GPS and then like I lost signal and then I ended up in the desert. Okay, I don't but know. Where literally I am you now. did
1: because you're like in the car, so it just yeah, makes yeah. sense. No, that's why I'm
2: using that's why I'm using car terminology oh, because cool. that's what I'm surrounded by, right? Beep, now. Beep
1: beep. All right. Um so this I think started with Eddie Redmain's watch. So maybe we just stay we just go there. Eddie Redmane. And
2: she was like What's the deal? What? Like why is it Eddie Redmayne's choice? As though this is such such a big deal. I don't really know. I know that Omega likes using the 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 last somebody that I remember really being featured heavily was Daniel Craig because Omega has a partnership with, Jay, with 007. They and do it's always like, James like Bond. a British, James Bond. a British they like a British gent- guy. Yeah,
1: a white British um, man, right?
2: But the choice thing isn't necessarily. Uh, um, well, they're very like a very masculine. Uh, a rich, masculine brand. So it makes they, they like making their watches seem like...
1: Don't you feel like Eddie... This is
2: what you... Like, if you have money and you have taste, this is what you should be buying because this is what a man wears. Every
1: brand. But what I'm asking is, why is Eddie Redmayne on that list?
2: He prob- He probably tested well. He is controversy free. He's handsome. He's like um, he's sophisticated. There's something about him that seems like oh, very Oxfordy, but not like not condescending in a way that maybe your Tom Hiddleston or Benedict Cumberbatch might be.
1: Is this the watch that he picked? The one that you put here, the Seamaster Aqua Terra Gents Collection. That's
2: his choice. That's his choice. This but you know who? Is so did you read? Want to read the copy? Well, it's, this is like, it's ad copy it's, like on steroids and like an English. breakfast Nothing
1: tea. in this tells you at all what the watch is like that's I just want you to as I'm reading this, think about if you can picture what the watch is like or even what a watch does let's say you went into this not knowing what a watch does Omega's Seamaster Aqua Terra has always provided the perfect balance between sophistication and ocean spirit (laughs) keep going In the new collection, some of the most popular features have been enhanced or subtly transformed to give the timepiece a refreshing new look. Changes have taken place inside, too. The collection's (laughs) new master chronometer movements offer extraordinary levels of magnetic resistance. What does that mean? The only word in this that gives you a hint as to what this thing does is timepiece. So you're like, oh, it keeps time.
2: (laughs) <laughs> it must keep, time. I think. I think. But I will say, so that's his choice. I guess that's how they do branding on each of these watches, where it's like, if you see yourself as like an Eddie Redmayne, you should get this. If you see yourself as like a James Bond, get this. If you see yourself as a drumroll, please, Presley Gerber,
1: uh, get the
2: Railmaster, because really? Presley Gerber has a choice on the to. website. Ay, ay, ay. And so does, guess what? Because they're joined at the hip. Yikes. Kaya Gerber has a choice. I wonder
1: if it's like they're trying to reach young people. I mean, these are watches that are what, like thousands of dollars. So when you're spending money, yes. it's like they're, they're trying to give you like a context in which you would spend a thousand dollars on a watch.
2: Eddie Redmayne is also, um, Eddie Redmayne and Alicia Vikander. I cannot believe that they both have Oscars. I can't.
1: Well, they'll never, I mean, they're the kind of, uh, sorry, am I going to like, this is going to make me speak, like, you're going to check back in like six months and yell at me. But like, we're never going, they're not going
2: to do Even Fantastic Beasts, Fantastic Beasts is getting press for everyone else who's in it, you know? Yeah, I
1: just feel like this is the last we're going to kind of see of them in that space, I think. Sorry. I mean, I just, I don't know. Right?
2: Like, I I, I think...
1: Not that they're not good, but it was, like, premature.
2: Eddie, sure. And maybe Eddie Redmayne is this harmless, friendly actor. But I think that, like, we've grown past being charmed by, like, the very chivalrous, innocent seeming, like, bumbling British man, you know? Like, we're not, like, super charmed by that anymore. Eddie
1: Redmayne is the poor man's Andrew Garfield, question mark? Yeah, he doesn't
2: have any... There's not... He doesn't have an edge to him, you know? I think so. I I actually do think that. I would say he's the poor man's Donal Gleeson. Ooh, wow. Actually. Not exactly a traditional leading man look, you know? But still, like, handsome. Still, like, charming. But I think that Donal has love uh, i love Donald. a little more a little more of an edge and a little sure. more you see him you see him being in uh in different types of things like peter rabbit where are we i don't know where, this ha- is what so happened boring here? it's so dull oh my god next up
0: hello britney spears speaking
2: britney uh, is, is
3: it... hi britney is some pudsy with you by any chance who's pudsy i oh, is a bear how did you get my number no, I, I didn't actually get your number. I was um, and how are you speaking to me? All oh, right. No, I get it. I, I see. But basically uh, it's it's Mel and Sue's fault.
0: What's a Melon Sue? Hi It's me. So I'm on the social medias and I'm reading about Nico Tortolino Is that how you say his name? I don't know um but his he just got married to his longtime partner bethany myers and i could do the research myself and i've tried for about 0.5 seconds to figure out who the fuck bethany myers is but i thought i would use my resources and ask you guys um and then i also will probably go read the who is the facebook group right now because that is a corn c- copia of knowledge um thanks love you good form bella Thorne, bye
1: oh boy these two
2: this is I'm not gonna say it's all you, but it's mostly you. It's not like
1: all me. There's a lot here that you also are involved in. So, there's so much. So people like this guy a lot, Nico Torella, which I accidentally call Tortellini all the time, and I know that's not right, do, but it's yeah. just hard because I like see it and I just like think of Tortellini. It's actually mm-hmm. a cool name. So nico he's from the tv show younger that's like kind of it
2: he's the hunk but he is the hunky hunky yeah on a great
1: show but the point is is that he also has a podcast that people really like called the love bomb on which he discusses situations uh like his he is in a polyamorous relationship with his Mm -hmm. now wife um i believe she's gay,
2: he's queer, they're both, they're both No, queer. they're both pansexual. No, 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 they're both pansexual.
1: I identify more with pansexual ideals, but I still use the term bisexual.
2: Pansexual doesn't take the binary of gender into consideration. So uh, pansexual actually was originated in like the early 90s to fight against uh, transphobia. It just means that you have the ability to fall in love with more than one type of person. Okay, so like. I don't even think they're bisexual. I think they're pansexual. They like. They're open to love from anyone, which is what they talk about a lot. Sure. Um, that's nice. They What's the deal with their kid? Yeah, it's very like. It's very, they have like, a kid? Posse all the time. Don't
1: they? Do they not? Am I making that you up? You know, I don't think so. Because wouldn't the kid be like in these photos or right Oh, here? yeah, they're
2: not. They don't have a kid. They don't have a kid. They don't have a kid. I'm confusing them with someone else. But yes. So they that's got thing. And she is. Married.
1: A very traditional. <laughs>
2: But really, let's talk about her. She's like a yoga instructor. She does fitness classes in New York. She's a fitness Um,
1: influencer.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: My favorite exercise is anything that you can do at home in your underwear. Own everything to me means acceptance. Accepting your body, accepting your mind. Own your perspective. Own your flaws. I'm Bethany, and I own everything.
2: Yes. So she has, like, her Instagram is all, like, her doing poses and her teaching classes and her, like, being very positive about stuff. (laughs) And her with her husband. Now her husband. husband.
1: So these two are just, like, the... I'm really actually quite impressed that these two found each other because they're the the exact same brand of extra and they clearly... um, feed off each other's extra energy. You know what I mean? Like, they are taking 2018 by storm, you know? Like, he is an actor, author, podcast host, seeker, dedicated champion of the LGBTQIA plus community. All of you, his debut poetry collection is out, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to keep, like, giving him promo, but that's his bio. She is the founder Mm -hmm. and creator of the Become Project, a fitness and lifestyle entrepreneur. So it's just like these two lift each other up in the most extra way that is very representative I think of like the kind of stuff that we talk about a lot now
2: right yes they're they're like they're like pansexual (laughs) white fairies (laughs) who are constantly high on endorphins and then like really good weed you know like it must be good weed. (laughs) you know it must be like the best weed they're always exercising so they've got like Like endorphins pumping through at all times.
1: Only a month or so, maybe a few weeks after, Emily Radikowski and like that who, well, she's a who too, but like I really didn't know who he is and still don't, showed up to the courthouse to get married um, with the fat Jew by their side. Now we have Mm -hmm. these two dressed. He looks like um, where the wild things are, and they're both wearing uh, white dresses because, you know, like Mm -hmm. why conform?
2: Gender is not a binary, gender is an illusion. It's I mean, it is beautiful. They're very stylish too. Well, it's just
1: funny because um, one of them calls it his tuck, or she calls it his tux gown inclusive.
2: Dress is a gendered word, you know. Okay, like... so his
1: his his tux is gown inclusive. I just his mm-hmm. his, his it's gown inclusive, and they go to the courthouse, one of the most like kind of stodgy old you know yeah, stuffy it's a like, bureaucracy da, da, da. they show up in these like fantasy outfits and they're there i mean i'm sure it's not the weirdest thing that they've seen at the courthouse in terms of like marriage stuff let's oh, not lie not. but it definitely yeah. was funny there's a photo of them um there's all these photos of them and they're walking down the hallway and they're just some woman like trying to file her taxes or so- whatever she's doing there and she's like looking <laughs> she's like, huh? and, she's like nah! <laughs> and i love it um, they
2: wrote this like. Is that is that man wearing a gown inclusive Tux a piece of clothing? Like, ah? Is
1: that Tux gown inclusive? Okay, so they got married. They wrote this like manifesto on the site them, which is funny because they're not and.
2: <laughs> this is the wait. What do you mean then? they're not
1: them's? But they wrote. Oh, they're not <laughs>
2: them's exactly. Oh my god, I didn't even catch that. It's yeah. Perfect. So, the, but the best thing about this, which is what you loved and screen grabbed is that (laughs) so this is a really great um i would like to say that this is typical who behavior i think it mostly is but i'm sure that thems do it too where it's like they do something very private and they're very proud of how they did something private right but they only keep it a secret for like mm, one week and then they're like here's this thing i did and are you so proud of me it was private and then they kind of nullify all of the the private the, the privacy of it. So it's like, this headline is, Inside Nico Tortorella and Bethany Myers Private <laughs> Epic Wedding. So like
1: that, you're, it, lo- it's that not private, private anymore. Inside Private Wedding. Like, if it was truly private, it would have been private. Yeah.
2: You wouldn't have written 3000 words also about something it for that magazine. So
1: supposedly understated about just eloping and getting married just very simply at the courthouse, but like these mm-hmm. two like that is not in their nature, like they just can't. And so like they go to the courthouse and have the equivalent of like the most insane kind of wedding because they are not private and they're not keeping it to themselves and they're like this is against everything that they are. So I just yeah. I love the I love I love this for what it is, which is like they like these two who's no, that like, like love this, attention like, like that can't be private
2: oh my god they can't shut up like <laughs> they have to live their life as like this like gorgeous like woke gender fluid Cirque du Soleil I love I love them it's just it's 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 a lot yeah let it's me a lot.
1: we'll end soon because I feel like we we don't want to take away from their, their joy. Let me just read to you from what they wrote and let their words speak to you. Um,
2: the numerology at the beginning. I oh, know. my God.
1: I also found the vows I wrote to him high on mushrooms long before we ever touched the topic of marriage. This binder is pure go- gold and an eye-opening look back on everything that we are, where we came from, and how we became a couple mm-hmm. we are today. Mm-hmm. Truth is, mm-hmm. this isn't our first shot at it, and it's not our last. Our lifetimes run together deep.
2: There's always something funny about, like, being, like admirably like admirably admirably woke about really important things like gender and sexuality and being very progressive about these things but also at the same time being kind of (laughs) dumb where it's (laughs) like where it's like you believe crystals have power and that numerology is real Like this line where it's like, the day was March 9th, 2018, 3, nine, 18. In numerology, the 18 becomes a 9. So for all intents and purposes, we shall forever remember the day as 399, an angelic number if I've ever seen one. You see, 39, a blessed count. Oh. And with an extra 9, an extra nine. this is extremely planned. It's like, what are you talking it's, about, it's like Bethany?
1: It's, it's math, Bobby. Obviously, you don't understand math.
2: Numerology, it's just like, I... But it's great. So, like, but honestly, like, I'll take that over the opposite. Like, someone who's super smart book smarts, but, like, also agrees with there's no such, like, gay people are are assholes and gender is real and blah 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 so like it's the better one to be in the grand scheme of things like it's good it's just, just so course, funny of course
1: but it's it's as everything is a spectrum and like sometimes when you open the door to let in like anything just anything rushes in and then you're talking about <laughs> numerology
2: but you know what numerology is harmless so I hope that they love it <laughs> numbers <laughs> up, man that's who they are yeah and I think and you know maybe she's gonna become a more successful fitness trainer like maybe this will give her more exposure wait that's what
1: you that's what you're ending on that's what you're yeah. saying
2: Next call.
0: Hi, Andy Bobby. I'm at home, sick from work today, and I've taken it as an opportunity to reflect on the rise and fall of Fifth Harmony. Personally,
3: I'm devastated uh, about the whole situation, and I know you two are as well. Um, So my question is:
0: Will the four remaining harmonies say who's or are any of them poised for uh uh them
2: them dumb? Can we pop Scarjo?
1: Well, Bobby, you're a harmonizer <laughs>
2: As you know, we are harmonizers. I'm a bigger harmonizer. I actually forgot I was a harmonizer until Fifth Harmony broke up. <laughs> I know you did. You know, I guess that can happen sometimes. I remember like, you. I, Lindsay just reminded me that I was a harmonizer. I was like, and I was like Bobby, oh, do you, right, you remember when you said
1: on this podcast that you were a harmonizer?
2: Oh, how could I? I mean, how could I forget? I did forget. But
1: <laughs> but you were a harmonizer for the four-member Fifth Harmony, not even for the five-member Fifth Harmony. Camila Cabello left and you were like, I'm a harmonizer. <laughs>
2: I became a harmonizer once they were 4th Harmony, previously 5th Harmony, but I went back into their catalog and I also found that I was still harmonizing for 5th Harmony, 5th Harmony.
1: Okay. I mean, we Although, knew 5th <laughs> Harmony, 4-member 5th Harmony, 4th Harmony was not long for this world. You know, you can't four call Four-fifths
2: of 5th Harmony yeah. was not long for you this world. You can't call yet. a band
1: five people and then four, one person leaves and you're still like, five people? Like, you just can't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, they really should have changed their name to Fourth Harmony. It would have been so funny. Right. It would have been so funny. <laughs> um, but they they haven't even technically broke up. They said they were on hiatus. They always
1: say that. They always say that. That just leaves it open for them to reunite in Vegas like um, 20
2: years from now. Because they all want to have solo projects. And we were talking about this at work at Jezebel. And um, it was like, well, which one do you think is actually going to make it? I, was, mm. I just joked. I was like, none of them. But... <laughs> what uh someone say apparently someone? the consensus is lauren well she's lauren the most Geragli.
1: compelling right but i don't even know she's what the most her compelling and
2: she has the most connections like she's worked she's doing stuff with uh ty dolla yeah, and steve sure. okay um <laughs> uh. and she appears to be the one that's being courted by the most influential producers right
1: now here's my thing though like if you remember the origin story of fifth harmony they were separate and they were put together in a band right So clearly Mm -hmm. this group was going to break up and go solo because originally they all wanted to be solo. So like Mm -hmm. clearly from the very start, it was like we are going to strategically put you together as a band to make you successful. And as soon as you're successful, you're going to all not want to do this anymore because you didn't want to do this from the start.
2: Yeah, they're all working from home now, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're, they're all freelancers now. If Fifth, uh, Fifth Harmony, if you guys need any, like, taxes advice or, like, whatever, like, we're freelancers and we could totally help you out. So just, like, give us a call. We're available to you.
2: Camila Cabello is probably fine. You know, she just won something. What, did she win an iHeart Music Award? <laughs> the un- the hooiest award.
1: I'm sorry. Did you say she's fine because she won an iHeart Music Award?
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's cute to end this call. I'm so over it can't wait to see them at caesar's palace in 2030
3: hey first time long time um i have a really disturbing question to ask and i can't believe i have to say this out loud but i just read that aubrey o'day had sex with donald trump jr and i'm really upset about it i don't know how to feel i mean she's my favorite who from danity kane and it kind of leads to a question of does having sex with a trump make her more of a them and did it make Stormy Daniels of them? And I, I can't believe I'm asking this, but does having sex with even a odd brother Trump make you of them? Uh, please, I'm distraught. Let me know. Uh, really disgusted. Fun Bell Thorne, Gummy Pop, Scar all of it. Bye.
2: Yeah, honestly, like it's one thing to have sex with Donald Trump Jr. once, but like two. Be that emotionally attached to him after it and like be upset when the relationship doesn't work out is like, it's not a great look for anyone involved.
1: I mean, I couldn't have, like, written this better. I mean, did you notice that also, like, hours before this broke, she released, like, a full photo set of her for St. Patrick's Day bathing in milk with Lucky Charms? And, I like, cereal? Yeah, yeah. I, like, screenshotted it and, like, posted it and was like, oh, look look what Audrey's up to. Oh, my God, look what Aubrey's up to. And then, like, a few hours later, this, like, dropped, which it came out of nowhere but also did it because clearly she's been... She
2: knew it was dropping because her captions sort of hinted at Uh, like, moving on from the past and, like, rising above, like, Taking a milk
1: bath, like, preparing yourself. (laughs) Like, taking a cereal milk bath and preparing yourself to, like, blow the lid off this story.
2: Before we get into this disgusting affair, um, (laughs) Lindsay, can you name the other... This, as the caller said, Aubrey O'Day was, like, uh, his favorite. So... who from Danity Kane but I was like can you name other ones Lindsay can you name the other ones I can only name one something you might not
1: know about me is that one of my favorite songs is Showstopper Dawn is the one that has the now kind of um...
2: Dawn's Dawn's a queer icon now yeah Dawn has kind of
1: like a dance like a Khalees type career now
2: yeah, very artsy, partsy. like loves technology.
1: The problem also with Danny came is I mix them up with Dream, okay? Like just in terms of what they look like That's and rude. who
2: they are. That's very rude.
1: Um, one of them is also named Don. Are there two that are named Don?
2: Well, there's someone named Dee, but I don't know if her name is. Dawn. But I think
1: her real name is Dawn. Also,
2: there's D Woods. Is she Dawn Woods? No, she's. Oh no, she's uh, Juanita Juanita Denise Denise. Oh, okay. I knew there Wood was another hit.
1: D. And then, is there a woman like named Sarah? I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, Shannon. Shannon.
1: Okay, she's the blonde, tall one.
2: hmm uh, and, and then who's the other one? Uh,
1: she's like a brunette
2: she's a brunette that's true
1: you gotta have a brunette and her name is like wendy no, i don't know what's her name
2: andrea oh
1: andrea Thimbre
2: or thimbress Thimbre. okay yeah, yeah nice. i really do mix them up with dream i really like, i think they're all the same but anyways, anyways aubrey the was famous always ones, the, the most famous out. ones are always aubrey and dawn yeah um that's it and now aubrey aubrey released uh, a solo album <laughs> back in 2011 what was the name of the solo album like, um, I already figured what the album was called. Anyway, it had a song on it called DJT. And uh, here are some lines. You're the only one who ever knew my heart. I have to move on. I need your help. I can't believe this was all a lie. You have to tell me you love me. I don't because you're a fucking pain in my ass. Tell me you love me and I won't talk to you anymore. I'll leave you alone. Look, it doesn't matter. It can't matter. The truth will only kill us both. I
0: have to move on. I need your help. I can't believe that this was all a lie. You have to tell me that you love me.
2: I don't, because you're a fucking pain in my ass.
0: Tell me you love me and I won't talk to you anymore. I'll leave you alone.
2: This is a song about her having an affair with a married man who ended up not choosing her at the end. He chose his wife. And guess what? No one thought about it at the time. Well, but DJT stands for Donald J. Trump. Think of the people Jr.
1: who heard that song. Like, th- think of how few right. people like heard year Aubrey O'Day's solo album that came out in 2015. When did it come out? 2015?
2: 2011 maybe okay so so
1: the the venn diagram of people who would put that together and people who heard that song obviously doesn't exist because nobody so what ended up happening I'm just asking you, so like he, his wife um, announced that she was getting a divorce from him and then this all came out. Last
2: week, yes. So like Aubrey
1: was kind of like, here's my shot, right? Is that kind of Mm -hmm. what?
2: That's what I think. I think that's how it happened. Because
1: now today you have articles that talk about how Vanessa Trump confronted Aubrey like on the phone with like her five-year-old. It says, she called Aubrey with her kids on the phone, a source says in the new issue of Us Weekly. Vanessa's intent was to shame O'Day away from her husband. She didn't intend to back down, says another insider. Vanessa went crazy and was super jealous. This is like, this is like the bleakest shit in the whole fucking world.
2: It's honestly, it's like, it's like being in a grocery store and then you fighting with another person over like the one remaining like rotten apple in the in the thing I mean, right? like some nasty piece of produce <laughs> and you're like i wanted the nasty apple and she's like no i wanted the nasty and apple." and
1: also like here's the other kind of thing that i'm find very interesting it's like it'd be one thing if he had an affair with aubrey this year or last year when he yeah, was like in ago. the news so that's crazy and now we have an us weekly do you know what's on the cover of us weekly this week He's on the cover. What? Trump's wife what? confronts secret mistress. This is on the cover.
2: Oh my god, and poor Aubrey doesn't even get a name drop. She's just secret mistress. Se-
1: no, it's Sad. it's no, it says Reality Star Aubrey O'Day. Wait, which one are you looking at? Hold on, I'll send you the cover. You said that secret I have. mistress. No, well, it says but well, then there's a bubble with her face and it says Reality oh, Star okay, Aubrey okay, O'Day okay. and then it says um humiliated Vanessa is the picture
2: of okay. his wife. It's I mean, honestly, (laughs) good for both of them for not being with him anymore. True. I mean, anyway, so I was wrong. This album came out in 2013. It was called BTE, Between Two Evils. So whatever. (laughs) So the new news that dropped later was that Donald Trump Jr. was the subject of another song. Um, She... Remember the song, Somebody That I Used To Know?
1: She didn't write that, though.
2: She didn't write it. (laughs) But when that song came out in like 2010, 2011, she... She covered it and she wrote, rewrote the lyrics. And um, at the time, the song never came out. Like, the song never came out. It was like, the demo is on YouTube and it's been on YouTube for like five years, blah, blah, blah again no one was ever the wiser it was about an affair it was about a guy who didn't choose her now revisiting that song that never came out and a video that she filmed but it didn't finish because she ran out of money Aww. um that song is also about donald j trump and there are even more pointed allusions to him let me read you some of the lyrics now in- That's a more pointed reference to Trump.
1: I think people know this already, but they met on Celebrity Apprentice. So that's how this happened. Oof. So, so Oof. you were kind of like, oh, it's so random that they got together years before he was even like dealing with the White House, but it was because she was on Celebrity Apprentice. Aubrey also was right here on our show. Um, look, ignore my wig, okay? <laughs> just, just focus on Aubrey and what she's talking about. This was a few years ago, how many years? So this was 2014, I think. no, sorry, 2012. All right, back in the day, 2012. And um, she was on Celebrity Apprentice. This is after she got fired. She came here and so here's what she had to say. Well, uh, will there be a follow-up, um, um, perhaps a date with Eric, uh, Eric Trump? There was, there was a little heat there. No.
0: I, 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 he's too corny for me, he, girl. He's he, like. He's, he was really
2: drinking you in.
1: I can't do it, I need a man with some swagger and there's none, none you know, in- nice guy, I'm sure he'll marry a cute little blonde, you know, ex-miss Amer- universe, whatever, but not me, sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: and he went on to marry a cute
2: little blonde. I do, we can we can stop this soon. I just love that we hate talking about politics on this show. We hate talking about Trump on this show, but like the gods found a way to force us to by like inserting Aubrey O'Day into the narrative. I know uh, it's, it's like it's. How can we get them to do this? Oh, I know. Um, 2018. You never know what to expect in 2018. Do we want to do one more call, Cynthia?
3: So I know that we don't usually like talk about politics, but. Cynthia Nixon has made it official. She's running for governor. And I just wanted to, you know, know a few things.
2: Like, first, how do we think that the Kim Cattrall just like Jessica Parker feud is going to play into this? Will Cynthia Nixon have to take a side? Will it become a part of the primary? Um, you know, will somebody come out and support Cuomo? Um, second, you know, how do we think the side players are going to get involved? Like, do we think that all those hooey boyfriends are going to just, like, jump in, try to be, like, surrogates and endorsers? Um, you know, I could see
0: this getting—you know—it's themmy right now because it's Cynthia Nixon, but I can see it getting pretty hooey.
2: Um, thanks, love ya. First of all, the only person who would support Cuomo is Kim Cattrall, and she doesn't live in America. Like, she's not American, so <laughs> she doesn't get to vote. Sorry.
1: Um, but the. But I mean, isn't the basis of this entire thing, or at least how it's important to us, is that Cynthia Nixon does not have time to make Sex and City 3. So all this talk about Sex and City 3 and how it's on Kim Cattrall, um, it's clearly not. Cynthia Nixon is not going right. to run for governor, probably win, and then make Sex and City 3 during it. She's busy.
2: No, it would honestly, they would only be able to film it as a cameo where it's like Miranda becomes governor, right. you know, and, and then they film her one scene. They wouldn't do that. Right. They so it's just that. funny
1: to me that after that entire fight where we literally dragged everyone to filth and Sarah Jessica Parker's reputation is ruined or whatever, it's not. But like, who cares? But but now the the, the entire thing is like a like a moot point because like Cynthia Nixon it's wasn't bu- she was busy. She's busy. It's also funny to me that, like, Sarah Jessica Parker is so, like, New York-centric. Like, that's her brand. She's like, New York City, like, center of the universe. Like, it's me. I'm walking down the street in my shoes, New York City baby. And it's like, Cynthia's like, uh, take that, bitch. I'm running for governor. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know
2: what I mean? It's like Sarah Jessica Parker's like, I love brownstones in yes. the West Village and shoes. And Cynthia Nixon is like, I'm fixing wealth inequality and right. I'm fixing the trains. Like
1: Sarah cannot compete. Like she just cannot win. Like she's not going to win this. Cynthia Nixon is going to no,
2: win this. I, I just like, I I know I said this to you, but I've watched that stupid fucking trailer like five times. Not even trailer. I'm calling it a trailer. The campaign ad, the campaign ad is is. A perfect campaign it's ad. It's perfect. You can tell it was it was made by someone who definitely has experience in movie trailer editing because it has like the most perfectly constructed beats and and sequences and like music oh. cues and like little glances her glance at the camera at the end. Oh, the oh end when she looks God. at the camera
1: and then it says, "Next stop, Albany."
2: Next stop, Albany.
1: <laughs> I'm Cynthia Nixon. I'm a New Yorker,
0: and together. We can win this fight.
2: Next up, Dominique. And just like the opening, when it's the you know, like your you know your Verite style, just like in the apartment with her wife oh and kids, God. and they all they all have red Wait, hair.
1: Speaking of her wife, like
2: Rojo Caliente, Rojo Caliente, Caliente ultimate who? is gonna be the first lady. Rojo Caliente. That's... Rojo Caliente is reason enough to vote for her for governor. Get
1: delisted on the line. How do you feel about Rojo Caliente's like future career in politics? This is crazy. We could have never planned for this.
2: For those of you who don't know, uh, Rojo Caliente, for those of you who didn't read delisted like we did, Rojo Caliente is, is Cynthia Nixon's wife. Her name is Christine Marinoni. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm butchering another they've name. They've
1: been together for a long time.
2: Uh, they've been together forever. They've been together since the beginning of time because they're both <laughs> eternal spirits. They, Christine Marinoni rose to fame or prominence in our own social circle because she was spoken about all the time on D-listed and referred to as Rojo Caliente <laughs> by Michael K, which is. One of of all of the celebrity nicknames he came up with in his Stupid. tenure at that website, so, it's the best one. He was dealing There's with nothing better than Rojo Kelly. He was dealing
1: with who's like before you know we were just glimp before we even had the glimmer in our eye to even discuss them. I mean, he was yes. naming them left and right. He is she, the master. And
2: she's and she's the politician in the family, like at least the career politician. She's like a, an advisor. I'm reading right. something on Newsweek to right. cite them. She's worked in community par- She's also a New York City person, so, so she like, might she works have, in community partnerships. Yeah. She's an LGBTQ advocate. She works. She's a policy wonk. She works for the deputy mayor, yeah. and she just resigned so that she could work for her wife's campaign. Oh, like this is Cynthia is going to win, and Rojo Caliente is going to be the first lady. And you know what? The subways are going to be fixed. The subways are going to be fixed. Let her be governor. Let her be president. Do
1: we have any better options? Clearly not. Let's do it. Like get her in the office. Let's see what she can do. Get
2: Cuomo out. Like this is not a political show, but get Cuomo out and put Cynthia in.
3: After the second show, each of us went on with our Saturdays. Miranda went to get a movie and another pound of gummy bears. Hey, hey, it's my sweetheart. You're looking good, baby, good enough to eat. And where you going, doll? I got what you want. I got what you need. You talking to me? Oh, we got a live one, boys.
0: You got what I want? You got what I need? Uh Uh-huh. Well, what I want is to get laid. What I need is to get laid. I need to get laid.
2: Take it easy, lady, I'm married.
0: All talk and no action, huh? What a good
2: bone. But I think we're done, right? Yes. We are done. Long episode. Great episode. Recorded in my car.
1: Aubrey days in the politics. Cynthia Nixon's a political superstar. Nico Tortellini <laughs> is married. Eddie Redmayne wears a watch. And Jerry O'Connell ate clam chowder at the airport. And what else could you say? What a
2: journey. <laughs> Nothing else to say. We love you all. Keep calling. 619 Who them We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Have a
1: great weekend. Bye. Bye.
2: You will jail it. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah they wanna know. Hey. you be famous?
1: Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new Lucy Hale series Life Sentence. Watch it Wednesdays at 9 8 Central only on the CW. That was a HeadGum
0: podcast.